Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, not bad. Cool, good. Um, it's uh, Black Friday has happened. Yeah. As we're recording, Cyber Monday is currently happening. Yeah, did you get any uh, crazy deals? No, because I'm not gullible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like no, there's. I mean, I mean, most most of those deals are just deals they have on during the year, but people go nuts. Yeah, sure. Um, and the savings that you make aren't actually that good. Yeah. Um, but it just means my job has been completely unbearable. Oh, I bet. People are ordering a lot of things, and I have to deliver them. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's 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 been horrible. Yeah, like at least you like get paid an okay wage and don't have like all of your footsteps monitored and you have to like pee in a bottle and stuff excuse me <laughs> like the amazon workers do oh sure i mean we, we're getting there yeah <laughs> i mean i don't want one of my managers to start listening to this podcast sure. and find out that i'm you know talking crap but <laughs> i mean we are being currently monitored for a lot of things and uh we have dodgy stuff going on oh no but yeah i don't have to pee in bottles <laughs> yet well, no, because I, I can just, if, if everything takes too long, I can just book overtime, which I guess is good. Um, Sweet. But it means I have very long days. Yeah. Like, finished at, like, four o'clock this afternoon. I'm back in work at quarter six, quarter past six tomorrow. It's just a long time. Fun. No. Carrying on loads of people's loads of heavy stuff. Oh. Stop ordering, like, my, my one thing is buy things from shops. Like, <laughs> like bins. Yep. Like a bin, buy it from a shop. <laughs> Stop ordering off Amazon. So I have to deliver your stupid bin. <laughs> I did a bit of washing up bowl the other day. Like, come on, <laughs> that's a silly thing. Yeah, um, that's a pretty pretty ridiculous thing to get delivered. To be honest. Yeah, I'm just, it's just an excuse for me to complain <laughs> about something that isn't that sure. isn't magic. Sure. <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, I've um, I've played like no magic this week. Yeah, um, I've yeah. Pl- played a very very limited amount myself. Does that mean you've been playing Draft and Sealed? Uh, it means we've been playing Cube. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Still a good pun. Yeah, yeah, I still got it. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, like, with what I was saying at the end of last week's show about, like, you know, sort of feeling a bit burnt out on magic. Yeah. I've just taken a week to um, sort of hang out and, like, just, just not obsess over magic constantly. Yeah, sure. And, like, Friday night, obviously, I normally go to FM. Yeah. Then my partner wanted to go out for a Chinese, and I was like, that sounds much better than playing modern. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So, yeah, just ate loads of sweet corn fried rice. It's sweet. It's <laughs> really good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been an okay week. Cool. Just, good. you know, work's going to get a lot, a lot worse for the yeah. next month or so. Goddamn Christmas. But just think you got that super awesome GP coming up very soon. Oh, dude. So excited. Yeah, I really can't wait now. Just three days of like just enjoying enjoying magic. Yeah, I'm just gonna like draft, draft, draft. Can't wait. All of that, uh, all that ultimate masters draft. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Ironically, yeah, that is that is the plan. Yeah, just you know, fourth fourth week on the trot, we're just talking about ultimate masters. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about it this week. I swear down. That's that's it. We've done it. We've <laughs> we've uh, I I have made my piece for the set. No, you haven't. You just, you, you just know that people are sick of it. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I mean, I have a habit of GPs of just not playing any magic, but yeah. have about the best time, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Really can't wait. So, how was your week? Yeah, my week was fine. Um, again, didn't really play a lot of magic myself. Um, I played a bit of the modern cube that's up at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, did three drafts of that. Uh, went 2-1 in one of them, and then 3-0 in the other two, which I was Sweet. pretty happy with. Um, how was yeah. the cube? It's really fun. It's I I think it's probably like the the worst like of the of the cubes that are kind of in like the standard rotation because it's modern. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's modern because it's because it's you know unpowered or whatever. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it this time around. Sweet. Managed to just draft some like fairly interesting decks. Um, I should do that, that blue green deck that was like sort of splash and black for Ashiok and like Shriek Maw, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just a nice value deck. And then I had a like ridiculous Jeskai control deck that had like a couple of combos in with the mm-hmm. uh, Sealy Valdar Guardian and then also had Nahiri and Ulamog as well. Just all about the value. Just yeah, just got there, got there easy three nil. And then the third deck I drafted was Mono Black. Uh, after I got I got beat by a mono black deck in the, the first one I did with that, that uh, blue green deck and was like this looks like a really sweet deck I kind of really want to try it out mm-hmm. and it was it was yeah as I, as I expected a really sweet deck awesome and I should go three 0 with that which was just like um, just all of the kind of discard and you know hand disruption and stuff that you would imagine uh, and then it played the the shade from Dominaria. The, um, I can't remember the name of it. The uh, you play pay black and it gets plus one plus one or whatever. Yeah, in the in the cycle with um, Chomwellum. Yeah, yeah. What's it uh, called? Actually, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I keep wanting to say Night Vale Spectre, but obviously it's not. Nightshade Spectre or something. Who, who knows? <laughs> to be honest, but uh, yeah, yeah, that card is like obviously really good when you've got like Nykthos, Triton Nyx. Did you have a great merchant at last Uh Yes, I did. Sweet. Yeah, it, it was good. It just just got there. Just did some very cool things. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, outside of that, I've just kind of been sorting my collection out, kind of going through things a bit. Uh, I just want to get myself a bit more prepared for GP Liverpool. Selling really modern cards. Yeah, yeah, mostly to be honest. A lot of modern stuff I want to get rid of. Just got loads of stuff that is legal and modern that I'm probably never going to play that doesn't really see any play in Legacy or Vintage. Mm-hmm. Figured I can try to try to shift it towards some things that I'd rather just own and play than just have sat in a binder. Or on a yeah, box. it seems like a better use of your time. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a long way to go, but I'm getting there. Sweet. Awesome. So this week uh, we're going to talk something that we've we've suggested a few times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk cards that can re- be sort of printed for modern. Uh, we're going to split it up into two sections. Really, one is cards that can be reprinted in standard uh, that aren't legal and modern currently that would become legal and modern, and then cards that are legal and modern that could really benefit from a standard reprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, cards that because there was a, there was a thing going around about a set that would introduce non-modern legal cards into modern without them having to go through standard. Yeah. 
Um, and I was a bit dubious about that idea because I think sort of one of the things I like about modern is that they have to be cards that have, that have gone through standard that have like proved their worth and prove that they're reasonable cards and that they can then exist in modern. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I guess the the sort of second section is like now that they're they're not doing master sets. Um, I'm only going to briefly talk about all the masters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now that they're not doing master sets, like ways to reprint cards, and I think there's quite a few cards um, that are very, very powerful in modern and therefore very expensive that could certainly be printed in standard and be perfectly fine. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So, do you want to want to get started? Yeah. So, so first up, I guess, card that is not legal in modern currently. So we'll run through the uh, top eight, I guess, um, in no particular sort of ranking. Uh, first of all, from the cards that are not legal and modern currently, we have Force of Will. Yeah, the card would be entirely fine. Yeah. In both standard and modern. I, like I yeah, I, I, I agree. I just straight up agree with you there. Like, uh, I think um, obviously one of the issues that we have with modern in particular is just like a lot of like the the degenerate things you can do in the former currently. Mm-hmm. And see, legacy in legacy, you have a lot of degenerate things that can be done, and degenerate decks and sort of game plans and stuff. But forcible kind of acts as you know, fun police or sort of the BS checker for want of a, a better phrase. Mm-hmm. And it's That's just, my favorite just, phrase. I do. Yeah, just something that I feel like modern would really benefit from. Absolutely, because I mean, currently all we've got in order to sort of keep you safe from. Just getting completely comboed out is Thoughtseize. Yeah. Um, and even in that situation, they can just top deck and just kill you. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's pretty, it's perfectly reasonable to have, like, Force of Will as just a, a catch-all, so you don't just... Like I said, just get, just get annihilated on, on turn four. Yeah. Um, like, a lot, of the, a, lot of the modern met, a lot of the modern meta is trying to do at the moment. Um, like, just being able to... Uh, like, your opponent can't just jam into your tap-tap mana. Yeah. Um... And they can't just like you know jam escape shift or um, you know storm off because they have to worry about a potential force wall and I think that that adds that adds a good wrinkle to to the format that is currently missing from modern yeah and I guess there is there is a um, potential for it to just become like legacy light yeah I guess so if you add force wall and I think there's there's also a potential worry that if you put force wall into modern then storm has access to force of yeah. Which is potentially a bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, but, uh, ooh, the combo of uh, casting Force of Will, you have a Brad in play. The value. Yeah. Um, but I think it would just be probably fine. I mean, in terms of being in standard, I mean, absolutely fine. Yeah, I agree there. Um, I just don't, I don't think, because it, it's sort of seen as like one of the most powerful cards. Yeah, like it's argu- arguably the best counter spell ever printed. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I just don't think it, it's. I think it, it's powerful, um, specifically, in the context of legacy and vintage, where you have to have something that stops that stops nonsense. Yeah, and that isn't necessarily. Um, applicable to modern or certainly not standard. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it, it pr- probably isn't that great in standard. Like obviously it's good, but I feel like in standard, your cards 
the cards in your hand are, I feel like they're kind of like worth more than they are in Legacy and Modern because you don't mm-hmm. have you don't have that many you know ways to sort of search up your cards in standard you don't really have you know that many consistent powerful cards so the ones that you do have in your hand currently are you know generally tend to be tend to be worth it and you do have to make you would have to make that decision more like is it worth pitching this blue card that might win me the game to counter this spell to stop this which I, I feel like might not always be the case in in standard whereas something like modern or legacy like it's always fine pitching whatever you got to stop yourself sort of losing that turn on the next turn yeah it's it's also worth noting that the blue cards in modern and you know, potentially any any sort of standard format are significantly worse than they are in formats where force of wood is legal yes definitely you don't have ponder brainstorm preordain yeah uh, all, all of the the good cards um we used to all have like snapcaster i guess and um jace yeah sure um but jace isn't even that good in modern though that is very true and you also don't have access to, to as good sort of card advantage or card draw yeah um like if you're playing serum visions and opt you're not getting um card advantage yeah um so i think it, it would just be kind of, I, i'm i think it would be playable in certain decks but i don't think it would be you know ubiquitous in blue decks i think you could, it would still be perfectly reasonable to play a blue deck without it yeah for sure um and we don't really have many good counter spells. No, uh, especially not in modern. No, I think yeah, I think it would just be perfectly reasonable to include. And I mean, we're getting to the point where modern would just be saturated with cards. I yeah. suppose. I mean, that's that's a topic for another episode. <laughs> so when we, when we eventually destroy modern as a format, which sure, uh, sure. happens sooner rather than later, um, what do we fill it, fill the void with? But yeah, I think Foz will be completely fine. Yeah, I agree there definitely. Um, so we move on to our next card, yep. which is uh, very similar, just just counter spell. It is, yeah, counter spell. I feel like counter spell would be absolutely fine in standard, especially. Uh, we almost got counter spell in Dominaria, but it was it was pulled um, towards the end of the the set design. Mm-hmm. So having double blue, yeah, is it can be quite difficult. Um, Depends on how good the mana base is. I guess at the moment it would be quite good. Yeah, sure. I think as well in this specific standard would be would probably be slightly too good. I think being able to untap two lands with Teferi, untap two islands with Teferi, yeah, would be a little bit too good. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, do you think that would be the same in modern? Given I mean, that see Teferi seeing a lot of play there as well. Sure. So I think Counter Spell would be good in in the control decks, sure. specifically blue white, like actual blue white when you or, or blue moon, yeah. where you can play a density of islands. Sure. And it's the it's the same with like casting cryptic command. You have to have a, a certain density of basic islands in your deck in order to cast that card. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you probably couldn't play it in Grixis control or any kind of three 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 sorry <laughs> three color control deck. Um, if you're playing it in you know Jeskai where you're trying to cast like Lightning Helix. Sure, sure. And Counter Spell, like that's just a little bit too much. Yeah. Um and I know that decks are playing Logic Knot. Yeah. And I don't think Logic Knot is that much worse. Like especially con- considering the way the format exists you know, with fetch lands and, and everything in order to power delve. I don't think Counter Spell is that much better. Yeah, I would agree with you there. The amount the, the fact that you have to have two blue, I just think prohibits that card from being too powerful. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, I think my issue with it would be, like, potentially would be that it's it's good at any step in the game, whereas, like, the counter spell, at least the two mana counter spells that I have access to currently uh, aren't necessarily great at, like, sort of every, every junction of the game. So mm-hmm. something like Mana Leak or even, like, Remand, like, uh, if you... If you manage to get to get to late game, like they're not necessarily going to have the same impact that they do in the early game. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, even then, like I, I think that's probably just fine. Mhm. I would agree. Sweet. Cool. cool. So next up is a an, just a bit of a slightly different one. Inclusion that I I personally want to see uh, reprinted in standard, especially. Although I do think this one might actually be too too good for modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Cabal Therapy. Yes, this card is way too good for modern. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's one of those cards that I, I think would be absolutely fine in standard and would probably make for a really interesting card to play with in standard and certainly to play against. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's been a little while since we've had like a, any sort of playable um, like ha- hand disruption spell, really. Uh, Dress. Yeah, like Dress is fine. But I think it would just be nice to see see Cabal Therapy. It's been been a very long time since that card's been printed in a standard legal set. Yeah, a very a very long time. Um, I judgment judgment right? Uh, yes, I think so. The only printing in a standard format. Please tell me I'm right. Uh, yes, yeah, it was the only printing because the other one it's only had two prints surprisingly. The other one was Eternal Masters. Eternal Masters over the awful awful art. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cabal, Cabal Therapy, I think it, it's completely fine in standard. I mean, it, it involves knowledge of the matter, which is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to be as disruptive as it is in Legacy. Yeah, for sure. But like you were saying, I think it's it's too good for modern. Yeah, I think there's just it's just a little bit too exploitable for modern, I think, is, is the issue with it. Yeah, I think Mardi Pyromancer just becomes... The absolute nuts. Yeah, true. Because um, PZ plus therapy is just obnoxious. Seems pretty good. And then you have like lingering souls as well. Yeah. It just makes it a little bit too good. Um, yeah, that, it's it's too good. I, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I know I, I definitely agree that it is it is too good for modern. Um, I I think it would just be great to have it in standard though. Yeah, I agree, but I guess I guess the, the the way that you know the formats currently work, you, you can't have one without the other, right? That is true. I mean, they could preemptively ban it, but I, I feel like that's that's something they. I don't know. Is that something they would do? Uh, God knows. I mean, it seems that the way that Watsy operates currently is just an omni shambles. So, <laughs> <clears throat> but it's probably something they would do. This is true. This is true. <clears throat> um, yeah, sure. I I don't think it's. A good idea. <laughs> remotely, a remotely good idea. Um, cool. So next we have Price of Progress. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Price of Progress. So there's a danger of making Burn too good. Yeah. Right, obviously. But I think um, that's a decent payoff for punishing modern decks because. <clears throat> excuse me. There's no. So we have Blood Moon yeah. as a way to punish greedy mana bases. Um, but that isn't necessarily an immediate effect. This is true. And it doesn't necessarily play into a game plan, because you can resolve a Blood Moon and just die. Yeah. Whereas if you resolve a Prize of Progress, your opponent could just die. Yeah. 
And I think that would be a really sweet one. Like, I think the idea of Price of Progress alongside Shocklands is just something that's very appealing to me. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. I, I would worry that it would make... Uh, it, it probably would make Burn too good, um, especially against, like... I mean, if we're talking modern, like, especially against something like Tron. Sure. Where you, I know Tron decks are playing, like, a decent amount of, of Forest these days, but... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you do run the risk of like two mana, twelve damage, at instant speed. Yeah, I just don't. I think one of one of my many many problems with modern as a format is that it's it's just games of solitaire, right? Sure. Yeah, it's possibly. just two people sitting opposite each other, golf fishing. Yeah, and I like. It's a, it's a, it's the same thing with Force of Will. It's I I like having cards in the format that require you to consider your game. Yeah. Rather than just thinking how fast can I combo, how can I assemble this. Um. I mean, obviously you have disruption in the forms of like I guess humans has like you know Thalia and Kite Self Reboot and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um. But just thinking like cards that can kill you. There's not a lot you have to think about, and I like just add, adding those cards in that that could potentially just wreck your game plan completely. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um and I just I just want more more thinking in modern. Yeah. It feels far too linear currently. Yeah. So that would be a fun one to sh- to shake things up. Yeah, it's, it's certainly an interesting one. Like I I personally feel like it might it might be a little bit too good. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, just because of the because of the amount of non-basics that are going on in the modern, like I think it's probably fine and standard. Uh, like, yeah, I feel like it might be a little different this standard, but in, you know, in, in past standards, standard certainly, and in, in probably future standards as well. Like, we'll get to the point where you'll have decks that are playing like eight non-basics at the most, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just think I think part of the problem. The problem with Bond is that you can just play whatever money you want. Yeah, for sure. Right, so like you can play like a, a Lantern-esque deck, like the, the Grixis War deck or whatever, and yeah. you can just play on all my basics, because all your lands tap for any colour without any drawback. Yeah. Or you can play Humans, where all your lands tap for any colour without any drawback. Sure. I'm sure it's hyperbole, like, you, there are some lands that don't do that. Um, but I think that's part of the problem, there's, there's, no, there's no real punishment for that, because it's not particularly a great Blood Moon deck right now. Yeah. Whereas there is a reasonable prize of progress deck. Yeah, sure. I was just, just I just want it to happen where <laughs> you know, like, humans opponent thinks they're really really far ahead and you just dome them for twelve and they lose. Yeah. Um, that just seems really satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess those those are our two sort of potentially too good. Yeah, I I think they they probably are just too too good for both of them, but they will be cards that I I would love to see come through the standard format. Yeah, or we just, you know, we just put too many good cards into modern and then the format dies and we can do something good. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> uh, so, next up, uh, we've got a card that I I think would be really cool in both formats. Uh, we've got Baleful Strix. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Yeah, so I think Baleful Strix reminds me almost of Rogue Refiner in a, in a way. The fact that mm-hmm. it is, it's a two-colour card... Uh, it's not always the easiest thing to cast in standard. Um, 
and then obviously when it enters the battlefield, it draws you a card, and you got a creature on the battlefield. Uh, I think it's considerably better than Rogue Refiner because it has Death Touch and Flying, so it's mm-hmm. it's going to be great at pretty much any sort of step in the game. Uh, but I think given the right standard format, I think Bale Sticks are probably just fine. Yeah, standard. Standard. I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, I think it's. There's a little bit of a problem with it being. So if there's a good blue black control deck, yeah, it's a little bit too good because it um, allows uh, control decks to be even le- even more reactive. Yeah, so they can sure. just sort of jam this thing on two where they don't really have to care about anything. Yeah, um, replace it and like it replaces itself, and and then they can just hold up counter spells and removal spells forever without yeah. being attacked. Um. But I think yeah, I think it's a perfectly fine card. I think there's a there's a potential for it to be too good in in modern. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's currently a like an artifact deck in Legacy. Yeah. Where so so obviously you have the Soul Lands and like City of Treasures and Ancient Tomb. Yeah. But it's basically just Tesserator and <laughs> Baleful Strix is the only non modern legal card in the deck outside of the lands. Sure. Um, and I think there's a potential for some like some absolute shenanigans to go on with like a Tezraider deck. Yeah, um, I, can, I can see that. I can see that. Or some kind of Wear deck. Yeah, potentially. Um, but I think it would be fine. Like it slows down the aggro decks a lot. Yeah, definitely. Just being able to jam that on two, and then your your opponent's uh, Thalys then is just like fine. Yeah. Or like the champion of the parish or anything. Um, it can just get roadblocked, which seems like a really good thing. Sure. But I think there, there's always a. Um, a problem for artifact shenanigans, yeah, which could certainly happen. Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think, I feel like it's probably just fine. Like, yeah, I think the artifact shenanigans might be, might be a problem. Like, especially if you bring someone like KCI in a question. Mm-hmm. The fact that obviously it draws your card when it enters the battlefield is pretty good for KCI. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe yeah, maybe that's something to consider. But uh, I think all in all, I feel like it will probably just be fine. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting at the very least, I think. Absolutely. I mean, because we, we <clears throat> it seems like as as a community, magic players don't seem to know how to evaluate magic cards. <laughs> I mean, we all thought the sky was falling when Jace got unbanned, right? Yeah, yeah. And that card's sort of like embarrassingly mediocre. Yeah, I think like at least with that, like there was kind of like this. It it came with that uh, that reputation because because the card was was banned you know at the inception of modern mm-hmm. uh, it had never been legal in modern and obviously is is fairly good in legacy is fairly good in vintage and was an absolute house back in the day in standard mm-hmm. so it kind of came with this big reputation but I, I feel like Baleful Strix probably doesn't have that. I mean, the main reason Jace is good in legacy is because you can. Exile it to a forcible. Yeah, <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, let's let's not forget that. So, um, it's hit secret and best fifth mode. Um, but yeah, I think both uh, strikes will be fine, right? Probably. I think my oh, my, my only right. my only worries. I, I got two worries. With my only worry would be uh, a KCI if you can mm-hmm. exploit it in that, and then B would be. Uh, is it right just to stick it in a Bloodbraid Elf deck? Ooh. Probably not. Yeah. 
The mana's not that good. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think he was waiting for like some kind of flop to foundry deck to be a little bit too good. I think there's like a missing piece in the flop in the, the foundry decks currently. Yeah, sure. Because um, that deck sucks. <laughs> remember when that was on the ban list? Remember when Swordling it was on the ban list? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Jeez. And it came off and everyone lost their minds. Yeah. Remember when Ancestral Vision came off the ban list and everyone lost their minds? <laughs> yeah. And then all these cards were fine. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, I think there's like potential for that to like then have a like sort of vaguely proactive turn two play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the card the, the card would would be fine. Like slowing down Agridax, I think, is um, a pretty big, a pretty big deal. I think so. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Right. So one that I'm definitely sure has no real drawbacks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I uh, agree. Containment Priest. Yeah. Um, big fan of this card. Yeah, I uh, I think it's really really cool. Like obviously we we got to see it in the uh, the Armored Cat Invocation series, mm-hmm. but unfortunately no. it never never made its way into the set. So I, I feel like this could have actually been a really cool inclusion for Armored Cat. Absolutely. So I think it's very niche. Yeah. Um, in terms of its like why it's good, right? So it's playable in. It's playable in Legacy. Yeah. Like, most white decks will play, like, at least two copies on the sideboard. Yeah, definitely. You have some, like, really annoying graveyard shenanigans and decks that just mm-hmm. go off on turn two, like, Reanimate and Grizzlebrand and stuff. Yeah, Reanimate, Grizzlebrand, and Show and Tell, I'm yeah. cool. Um, and then it, you know, instantly shuts off, like, Aetherbell and Greensun Zenith, despite the fact that it's played in <laughs> both Greensun Zenith and Aetherbell decks. Yeah, sure. Um, but it just... It's... A good card that doesn't really shut off that much. Yeah. So the the big things, I guess, are I mean, Goro's Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> That's unplayable anyway, so it's fine if we have another hate card for that. Um, and you have Dredge. Yeah. And it's a, it's a nice little card um, against Dredge, but it actually provides a clock. Yeah, definitely. So the sort of way that people think that they can just put a hammer on Dredge is by resolving Rest in Peace. Yeah. Uh, that just doesn't work as well as you think it does. Yeah, like uh, Rest in Peace is... It's fine, like it's just a fine card against it, but a Contender Priest would be considerably better, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Flash is like obviously a big deal, but yeah. the the fact that it's it's a symptom of modern where people just like jam their Haymaker Cyborg cards without any kind of pressure and just assume they've won the game. Yeah. Like jamming a Stone of Science against Affinity and just assuming they've won when they have nothing to back it up. Or at least Contender Priest too. Stony Science against Tron is something I have, <laughs> I have seen. Oh yeah, why, why do people do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my eggs. <laughs> <Here's a car. laughs> um, yeah, and I think it, it's it, it adds that that disruption and that that hate like ability to be a hate card while also applying like a small amount of pressure. Yeah. Uh, two minute two ones with flash are historically quite reasonable. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that's a, it's a really uh, a really sweet application for the card, but is it, is it, it also uh, shuts away the bomb. Sure. It's reasonable against humans, I guess. Yeah. But if you're bringing it in against humans to, like, if you're beating that angle of humans, you're probably losing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then it also stops Collector Company and Court of Calling. Yeah. Which is interesting. Definitely, definitely. Um, I don't think, I don't think that's particularly, um, oppressive as an effect because we already have, like, Graft Digger's Cage. Yeah, that's true. Which, which does very much the same thing. Yeah. I think just having it on a creature is sweet. So like it's it's easier to remove, which I think is good for like 
good hate card. Yeah. A, a good hate card that is easy to, to... Not easy to deal with, but it's possible to deal with it, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, reduces how busted it's going to be. Yeah. And it also managed, it also applies pressure. Um, and that's that's why I really liked, like, Remorseful Cleric. Yeah. Is that it's... So it's a hate card. I mean, it's, like, it's a, it's a one-shot hate card, and it's gone after you've used it. Yeah. But it's also, like, a two-one, and you can just start getting in there. I yeah, that, for sure. Particularly important because if you manage to like drop it against Dredge, yeah, and they have trouble dealing with it, um, and then you can just start attacking them for two and applying some pressure. I think that's really important. I think the card would be would be sweet and modern, and obviously it'd be fine and standard because there's really any shenanigans going on. Yeah, definitely. The, there aren't really much that uh, that's sort of happening that way as far as like reanimation goes and standard. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, it would have been cool to have it in um, to have it in Armin Ketbok. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice little card against the uh, the Oscarab God. Yep. So it's kind of a shame we didn't see that. But yeah, I I think it would be it would be decent and standard and pretty good and modern. It wouldn't be that good against Scarab God. No, uh, it's, it's true. It's a non-token creature. Yeah, uh-huh. reading the card explains the card. <laughs> <laughs> Often that is the case. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like it, it's you're right. Like it's it's kind of like a rest in peace that also provides a clock. It's you know that's why Snapcaster Mage is better than Mission Briefing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and why Eternal Witness is better than Regrowth. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I just, I just think it's sweet. How, uh, how do you feel about it being a human and being able to be played in the human's deck? Um, Shots of Rain, Aether Vile, but it's still playing Death and Taxes and Legacy where they have Aether Vile, so... Yeah. It's probably just okay, but I think it's a bit narrow for... I mean, Yeah, just like a, a playable sideboard card. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're bringing it in... To be Dredge, yeah, which I think is fine. Um, I think it's reasonable. Oh, screw humans. <laughs> I think sure, the, pro- sure. the problem with humans, like, I think I think it's a perfectly reasonable deck, but it just makes so many random cards just like a little bit too good because they're humans. Yeah, like there's so many like absolute chaff cards that just just get played in Martin because they're humans. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean that might oh, that might be a problem, but what? Yeah. Sure. I think I paid a good case for it, so... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree there, definitely. I refuse to rescind my argument just because it's a human. <laughs> no, I, I think that that is perfectly fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like my next card, which I think is also perfectly fine. Mm. Uh, that would be everybody's favourite three-mana planeswalker, Dark Faden. Uh, okay, you're going to have to be like, losing convincing on this one. Because, uh... Cool. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there yet. So yeah, typically like three man- mana planeswalkers are kind of like that sweet spot where they're either like ridiculously good, like your your Lilianas of the world, uh, mm-hmm. or they're just kind of unplayable, like that you know stupid sexy Jace. <laughs> stupid sexy Jace. Yeah. Uh, That's the first I- I- and I'm a big fan. Sorry. Uh, That's the first time I've heard him be called stupid sexy Jace. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I think Dark Vaden would be perfectly fine uh, in both standard, in the right environment, and in modern. I think you'd just be absolutely fine. I think the <coughs> so the reason that Dark Vaden is so good, so particularly in vintage, is that that minus two ability is really good. Uh, can control target artifact. Uh, you've got plenty of really good targets in vintage uh, where you're either taking something that's going to help you 
uh, get you a real advantage in the game or you're you're doing something like forcing your opponent to crack their lotus or forcing them to you know stack their walking ballista to, to kill Dak or or get some damage in or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know those sort of interactions, like the lotus doesn't really come up in modern at all. Like it's it's not a card that's modern legal. It's not going to happen. Uh, and you know the other one will still happen. Like you still you do get obviously walking blister, hanging back walker, those type of things played. So like you're minus two to get into control of a walking blister. Same thing that happens in vintage is going to happen in modern. They're going <coughs> to remove the counters, kill Dak. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in modern, it, I feel like it doesn't really have a lot of a lot of great targets that you, your opponent might be playing. Like I think KCI. Sorry, KCI. Um, I mean, it, maybe, but like, are the cards that you're taking from a KCI player's board going to be, you know, helping you progress the game in any way? I mean, if you take their Krakow Iron Works, they can't win the game. <laughs> that's true. So that's I don't think that's an issue, but I think as far as like good targets for anything, like Worm Coil Engine is probably the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and even then, like, I think that's fine. I think the the other ability might be the other ability might be where you see some problems, like the plus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, target players draw two two cards and discards two cards. Like, is that too good of a modern? That's the thing. I think like a three mana planeswalker that produces card selection. So it's not card advantage, but it's card selection. Yeah. And I think the fact that modern's sort of so dry for that currently, yeah. Um, I think it's, this might be a little bit too powerful at three mana. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess it either fits into some sort of like, uh, like blue red control and deck, or like maybe even like you do just kind of try to shove it in a storm deck for that that plus one ability just to help you get there. Mm. You know, maybe helps you your, your turn four going off consistency. Yeah, I think. I mean, turn one serum visions, turn two remand, turn three dark, turn four hold up cryptic. Sounds pretty good. Bit Sounds good. really good. Exactly, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that might be a little bit too um, powerful. Yeah. And then you just have this thing constantly sitting uh, on the battlefield, just accruing you cards, card selection, and then. The ultimate wins the game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the ultimate absolutely does win the game, but I don't know if if that plus one is is as good in modern as it is in other formats because you don't have like you don't have that that you know that card filtering that you do in other formats. Like you don't have brainstorm, you don't have ponder, or preordain. You don't really have the yeah. You don't really have the ability to draw a bunch of cards. Put the cards. I, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. I guess. I guess the the fact that Dak sees very little play in Legacy. Yeah. Is probably a fair, um, a fair testament to his power level. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it would probably be fine in, in modern. But yeah, I think there is a, there is a potential for like, three mana. Um, card selection engine to be, too powerful. Especially yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. It, I'm not sure if it's too powerful. It's certainly powerful, and like I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I think, I think you know we should have powerful cards, but 
<laughs> I don't know. I w- personally, I would I would love to see this card in modern. I would love to see it. Just just see what it does. Like give it a, give it a go. Give it a chance. Yeah, I think it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then standard, like it just just doesn't really do anything. Like you know, minus two in standard, like very rarely, very rarely are you ever really gonna kind of come across that. Like, what's the best thing you could take currently? Uh, would be uh, something like yes. like probably like like a Khan construct token or something if it was in like current standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best thing that we've had for, for a while probably would have been like um, like Etherworks Marvel if you were playing some kind of Marvel deck. You could take your opponent's Marvel uh, or take like your opponent's Torrential Gearhulk or something. That that would probably be a thing. Maybe a bit, a bit more of a problem. But I, I think like in the right standard format, Dark Faden would be absolutely fine and would probably be a, a pretty cool card. It would be, yeah, it would have been pretty good in Team Energy. <laughs> yeah, true. It would have a little bit too good. Yeah, okay, okay. That seems seems really, you've you've made a reasonable argument. Yeah, I, I would just like to see. I'd like to see see some games. I don't think it's too. I think it's powerful, definitely, but I don't think it's too powerful. Mm, I think that's just sort of our our thing at the moment. It's like I want something to shake modern up. So yeah. why not some absolute nonsense? Yeah, for sure. Speaking of which, we get to our, our last card on this, yeah. on this particular. Let's go for it. Um, that's that's days. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think very much like your like your force of will. Like you need that that BS checker, that fun police, and Days does that perfectly. Mm-hmm. But the mana bases make it not very good. Uh, that is true. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're going turn one. So if you're if you're sort of porting a legacy deck over, you're going turn one Delver. Yeah. So you've fetch shocked, and then you hold up Days. And you bounce your shock around to your hand, <laughs> and then you fight again, and you've like taken five, and that just doesn't seem good enough for a tempo deck. Yeah. Um, to have to deal with that, and then um, I mean, the, the mana bases that you're playing, like if you're playing fetch and shock lands, or you're um, playing cards that don't have um, the basic land types. Yeah. So you're playing non-island lands, um, you know, fast lands, check lands, etc. So it makes your days like less good and you have obviously in order to play days effectively you have to have, to have a high density of islands yeah for sure there's a common theme running through um, this list of cards so it's yeah. just makes blue moon way too good <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, force counter spell days dark faden would all be probably very very good in blue moon yeah true and um, price of progress would be terrible against it yeah. so <laughs> I think we've we found our secret agenda hey Make Blue Moon playable. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, I think Days would be good in like Merfolk. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be that'd be quite nice to see Merfolk be uh, you know, possibly a playable, playable deck again. I feel like it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. My deck yeah. sucks. How do you feel about uh, being able to do stuff like uh, like turn two, being able to have both Mana Leak and Days up? That just sounds like value. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah, I I, I think I agree with you. I think, it get, again, very much like that Dark Faden thing, like, the card is good. The card is obviously very powerful. But I don't think it's too powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, it requires a lot of deck-building constraints. Yeah. Um, that very much limit its power level. Uh, so you're either limiting the power level of the card, 
yeah. that make it not very playable or you're limiting the power level of your deck, which is obviously a bad thing. So, um, yeah, I think I think days would be completely fine. Yeah, I, I agree. There's probably some kind of stupid money to like tempo deck. Um, that would be a little bit too good with it, but yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, essentially, we've just designed like a a mono blue Delver deck there, really, haven't we? That sounds really good. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, and then they can like unban Dickru time. And <laughs> Oof, could you imagine? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. would be. Uh, I, um, mono blue is too good. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> cool so how about cards that aren't too good cards that are currently legal in modern that could really benefit from a reprint through standard mm-hmm. yeah I mean uh, I guess the, the first obvious one on this list isn't uh, yeah it isn't too difficult to decipher yeah absolutely it, it's it's very obvious but I, I, I think it's something that absolutely needs to happen mm-hmm. uh, it is just the Zendikar fetch lands Yep, any kind of fetchlands. Yeah, like, I I think, like, obviously, Wizards of the Coast clearly do not like shuffle effects in standard. Yep. I, I mean, obviously, I, I personally don't think it's a problem. Uh, I, I think, like, it's just a part of the game. Like, shuffle effects are good. Like, the more you play with shuffle effects, the more you, the more you get used to playing with them. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't think it's an issue with shuffle effects at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a different opinion to that. Sure. I think shuffle effects are fine. Yeah. Um, if magic players do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a definite risk of, of like the the sense of divine on top effect, um, where yeah. people just take too long to do game actions, and it can create a bit of a problem in terms of competitive play. Yeah, I I agree with that, but I think like the more the more you're doing it, like the more you're shuffling, the more you're getting used to it, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, the less of that sense of divine and top effect there there will be. Yeah, and I think I think we, we obviously with the ally code of fetchlands and kinds of uh, kinds of we've proven that fetchlands are fine as long as you don't print them alongside jewels with uh, with basic land types. Or, yeah, because yeah. yeah. that that standard was great though I really enjoyed that standard I, I also really enjoyed that standard like a lot um, it was degenerate and expensive but <laughs> <laughs> but it was good <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it like Jeskai Black is um, still one of my favourite decks yeah Jeskai Black was sweet but like I, I talk a red who is like hands down one of my favourite standard decks of all time absolutely uh, I had a load of fun playing that and was like fairly successful locally playing that mm-hmm. um, so, consistently yeah, I mean, won like... back to back standard FNMs it was great <laughs> with your goblins yeah yeah <laughs> um, but I mean it's just a fairly obvious one like Fetchlands are clearly fine and standard as long yeah. as you do them correctly um, and these have made a reprint almost since immediately since they were printed in um, on Masters 3 so yeah absolutely like they, they could just they could just stick Fetchlands in absolutely anything and it would mm-hmm. be great for everybody yeah they could have just put one Fetchland each in like Commander 2018 yeah it would have been great I mean, or they could have reprinted them in Battlebond. Or Ultimate Masters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, $335 price tag would be so justified. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have any complaints then, to be honest. We're, we're not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe you, but let's move on. Sure. 
Um, cool, yeah, so uh, next card, Inquisition of Kozlak. Yeah. Now, I put this on the list, and then Joe pointed out that uh, this card is not expensive anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's certainly uh, a lot cheaper than it has been at points in the past. Yeah. When I got rid of my set, they were like $30 each. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess it's just been sort of reprinted, reprinted twice in quick succession and has just died. Yeah, reprinted twice in on common slot as well. Uh, it was rare in Conspiracy 2, right? Uh, yes, that is correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it and wasn't then, common in uh, in Modern Masters 2017, I think? Yes. Oh, they all blur together, the Master sets. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I think this this card is fine. Like, it, it's kind of a card that could always do with a reprint, I suppose. Like Serum Visions. Yeah. I mean, they've finally reprinted that card to the ground, which is sweet. Um, but Inquisition's just fine because it doesn't do quite what you want for standard. Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously it's proven in modern, but modern the average convert mana cost of a deck is you know two. Yeah. Um, whereas in standard, obviously you have a lot more expensive cards, so Inquisition isn't exactly what you need, and it's just a safe place to print that card where I think it probably sees some standard play, but not as much, and it doesn't it doesn't break the format in any way. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, allows you an excuse to print to print the card that needs to be printed. Yeah, it's it's not Thoughtseize, which uh, I like. Although I I probably think the card was fine. Like, I I can definitely understand the problems that Thoughtseize created in modern in sorry in standard when it was last reprinted <laughs> in standard. That was a sweet standard format as well, though. Yeah, it was. But I think Inquisition of Kozilek is definitely a far less problematic card than Thoughtseize would be for standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you um, you take your opponent's uh, Lava Coil. Yeah. Or, you know, any good Yeah, you take the History of Benalia and then, or, and then one time you cast it and you look at their Crackling Drake or their Teferi and you just cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you're going to lose the game. Yeah. That is one of my favourite things about Thoughtseize effects. Is that you think you've won <laughs> no, up because you're, you're dead next turn. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh no, you've got a card that I can't do anything about. Sweet. <laughs> but the second Teferi. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I didn't, the, the card's clearly fine, and it just it needs a reprint. Yeah. It doesn't need a reprint, but it's always fine to reprint it. And I think the, the more cards like that, the more um, sort of staple on commons that you can reprint into the ground, the better. Yeah, for sure. Like, kind of going back to my Cabal Therapy argument from before, like. Uh, it, it feels like, like yeah, sure, we've got duress, but like other than duress, there hasn't really been anything that's been playable like that. Sort of um, uh, hand disruption, like you had um, the two mana one from. Uh, I want to say off the gate watch, maybe. Uh, transgress the mind. Transgress the mind. Yeah, like like that was slightly playable in its time, but um, can I? Can I remind you of our Lord and Savior, Collective Brutality? Yeah, I guess Collective Brutality was a card that I had uh, uh, honestly completely forgotten about until just now, despite <laughs> playing it in modern for the past year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I see point, like, especially one mana yeah. duress, it's uh, a hard to come by. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Inquisition would be great. It would be, be just one of those cards that, it, it, you're right, like, it's not very expensive now. Um, but even, like, printing it, like, that uncommon would be quite nice, and it would ju- it would just be nice, like it not necessarily like amazing or format breaking, but just nice. Mm-hmm. I guess there is always a problem of having to print it in an Eldrazi theme set. Uh, that is that is true because it does have the name Kozilek, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And Kozilek um, is is dead as far as we know. Yeah, it's why I thought it was interesting they printed it in Conspiracy Two. Yeah, 
because he has nothing to do with the conspiracy <laughs> whatsoever, and they just randomly jammed it in there with new art. Yeah. Um, I mean, but... Terastodon was in Conspiracy 1. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's it. That's <laughs> why, it. Why, are the elef- why are there elephants on the plane? I, I mean, that's I mean that's more believable than Eldrazi Titan who lives in the uh, blind eternities, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's a bit of a reach, but yeah, sure. More of a reach <laughs> than big elephant. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. So next up on our list of cards that would be really cool to see printed for standard that desperately need a reprint for modern is a card that desperately needs a reprint for modern, and that would be Chalice of the Void. Yeah. Um, so this card has just fairly recently had a reprint for modern. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, barely did anything to the price of it. Yeah, still bananas. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much much to be said about this one in particular. Like, the Chalice would be fine in standard, right? Yeah. I mean... You're not really kind of going off on turn one or turn two in standard. You haven't really got that fast mana that you do in like other formats that make Chalice you know, better in some situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, uh, traditionally the density of one drops in standard decks is very low. Yeah. Um, the ability to cast this on turn one is now impossible in standard. <laughs> <laughs> you will never be able to do that again in standard. Yeah, probably. Probably? No, they definitely will, right? Uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, next set's going to have zero mana legendary creatures, so you can go off with Mox Amber. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, this this will be entirely fine, um, and it's a perfectly fair card if you're casting it fairly. The only reason it's not fair is when you're casting it unfairly, right? Yeah, totally, yeah. Said the word fair a number of times, there. I think people got the point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it would be a really cool excuse uh, for them to print it with the awesome new uh, Magic Online art that we've got for it. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah. I'd love that in paper. Yeah. It would so, just yeah, be cool. I mean, should, like, it doesn't even have to like be in like a theme set. Like this could easily be one that, uh, that is like Crucible of Worlds. Like they could stick it in a core set and it would be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not particularly tied to a um, like inherently tied to a plane. Yeah, for sure. But it would uh, would make players buy core set packs definitely. Yeah, and then it would just cr- hopefully crush the price like it did with Escape Shift. Yeah. Jeez, the card is not expensive anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that was an easy one. Not much to be said. Yeah. Um, so the next one, uh, Cavern of Souls. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be fine. Probably wouldn't be fine when we still have Ixalan in standard. Yeah. Um, I agree there. I think like if you if you're printing it in a format which has the potential to have a sort of very strong tribal themes, then that's when things might start becoming an issue. Um, mm. Or if for some reason we end up going back to Zendikar again, there's still Eldrazi everywhere, and then you just have uncounterable Eldrazi. Like that's probably a problem. Mm-hmm. But often tribal decks don't exist in standard unless yeah. there's a real push for them. Or the goblins. Uh, yeah, oh, cool. Cavern Souls of Goblins. Yeah. That seems reasonable. <laughs> oh, uncountable Chain Whirler. <sighs> seems great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just fine. And it, it, you can't reprint this card enough, apparently, because they printed it in Modern Masters 3 and the price went up immediately. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a good card that sees a lot of play. Yeah. Um, I guess there's, there's always a problem with like potentially printing a high density of humans accidentally in standard. 
Yeah. Wins a goddamn everywhere. But um, there, like, I think, like, like any card on like either of these lists, like there, there's always potential for problems. But if they're if they're printed in the right set in the right format, then I think things things will be fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, again, not much to be said about this. Like, it needs reprinting. It would not break standard. Yeah. Um, it's printed. I say recently, but you know, what seven years ago? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, originally. Yeah. Abyssal Restore was twenty twelve, right? Yes. Yeah. So six years ago. Um, yeah, printed in standard of not too recent past. So it's fine. And any excuse for essence scatter not to be really good. <laughs> sure. Fun, sure. Sweet. Cool. So next up is another card that it just hasn't had a print for a long time, uh, which I think would be probably be fine and standard. Mm-hmm. Is meddling mage? Yeah, um, I do have one one caveat for printing meddling mage. Sure. Is you get crisper cooler to sit for the painting again? Yeah, I wish. Uh, updated meddling mage, but it's how Pakula looks now. Yeah. Like older. <laughs> I think that would be that would be sweet. Yeah. Um, but obviously this card would be fine. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, um, it, there's that mechanic of like the name card can't be played. Mm-hmm. It's probably a little feel bad for some sort of newer magic players, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's a two mana two two, like it's probably fine. Like this is just going to die to removal. Yeah, or combat, or yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this would be entirely fine. Um, Having blue and white mana on turn two with standard mana bases is not as easy as it is in modern. Yeah. Uh, it's got obviously needs a reprint. I still regret every day where I sold my foil meddling mage. Yeah. I had a set of foil meddling mages. And now you don't. Because they were really cheap. Because <laughs> when, I, when I got them, this was like. Right, it's a little bit of a tangent. Sure. But <laughs> when, um, like, Abzan Company, like, Countless Company was a thing. Yeah. Like the original, like this research version. Um, I was like, oh, just splash blue for unified will and meddling mage in the sideboard because that seems great. Um, and everyone told me I was an idiot. <laughs> and then everyone started doing it. Yeah. Um, and that was before I sold my meddling mages. And it was when, for some reason, like um, Alara meddling mages were like eight dollars for a non-foil, ten dollars for a foil. Oh, nice. Uh, and I sold them. Um, and then about a month later, humans happened. Yeah, and I felt really, really stupid. Oh no! Um, I mean, yeah, it happens. These these things happen to all Magic players. Like we all get one. There's all there's always one that stays with you. Yeah, and it's really annoying because I really want to play Meddling Mage right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I don't have the heart to get more. Sure, but this is this is another reason to reprint it because there's there's then I can feel less stupid about my financial. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, like as long as it's not reprinted in a set with the uh, the Cavernous Souls reprint, like sure, be sure. Fine. Yeah, exa- exactly. Like that's the thing. Like if it was in this particular standard, oh, actually, I was just about to say it's it's really good against like the Teferi deck. Yeah, because if they don't have an Essence Scatter for it, um, it's pretty good. But do they just play it in the Teferi deck? Uh, no, probably. Right? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, probably. You just name like I don't know, like whatever. Problem card your opponent has. You just name like Vraska's Contempt or something. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, now we're, now we're doing that thing again. Where we have excuses for it not to be good. <laughs> um, yeah, this would be fine. It sounds. Obviously, needs a reprint. Yeah. Um. So yeah. 
yeah, that'd be a nice one to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we've got a card which I'm hopeful we might get a reprint very soon. Um, I would just like to draw your attention to the fact that on the show notes you have misspelled the name of this card. Uh, that is that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the next card we have is Dark Confident. <laughs> That's how I've horrendously misspelled it. Um, the dark is very confident. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's yeah, how that's it, how confident I am that it will be reprinted in the next set. You're dark confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever made that joke before in the history of magic. No. no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when we were first talking about this card, like whether it should be on this list, I was like, no, it's way too good. Bob's nuts. Yeah. Uh, it's really not in a standard environment. Yeah, I I, I don't think it is. Yeah. Because it's good in like. Um, it's good in Jund because you're playing a lot of low. You normally max out at three. Yeah. I mean, there were decks that were playing like Tassiga and Bob. Um, that's just madness. Um, but you're maxing out at three, and then maybe you have like a Master Cleus. Yeah. In which case, they both gain you life. Um, but yeah, you max out at three. But whereas in standard, like you want to be doing more than that. If you're playing Bob, you're playing a grindy deck, and you want to go to the late game. Yeah, for sure. And the, the way that standard exists is you're probably playing a lot of high mana spell. High, high mana spell? What does that mean? High <laughs> mana cost spells. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, obviously, it can be a liability, especially if there's some kind of sly or aggro deck that's um, playable in the format. Yeah. Um, it also just dies very easily. Yeah, that's true. It would be... I, mean, I think it would be fine in, like, um, Ravnica Allegiance, because it just dies to chain roller. Yeah. Um, and... I think it's a perfectly reasonable reprint. Yeah, I I think so, absolutely. Like, uh, I I still like certain that they could print it either in the next set or the one after. Like, run Ravnica for two more sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, really could just do for reprint, and you know we're fine with it being standard. Again, uh, only if they get uh, Bob Meyer to sit for the painting. Yeah, I wish. Oh, and have an updated version. With his actual face and yeah. not Skrillex. <laughs> Skrillex version. I, I kind of think he looks a bit more like Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> sure, but, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, not niche. Sure. Everyone knows Skrillex is, right? Uh, probably. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly sure, like, Magic players are also massive nerds who probably will know who Shinsuke Nakamura is as well. Yeah, I don't know, so that's fine. He's a... Um, I mean, I do- yeah, I mean, but you know, you know, what I sure, sure. I'm just a big from first to last fan. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I just want to clarify that before it's enshrined. I am not I'll a big fan. Clip that. that. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, yeah, Bob would be great. Bring back mm-hmm. Bob. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so ne- next one. Now, this isn't like needs to be um, reprinted heavily. I mean, this actually this does need to be reprinted. Because of price, yeah. I always forget how expensive this card is. Um, Relic of Progenitors needs the reprint quite badly. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's the kind of card that's fine in standard. Yeah. Um. So we have like one shot graveyard hate effects are fine. Yeah. Um. And we've had uh, what's the gravestone from Rivals? Uh, it's one. Is it silent, silent gravestone? gravestone? Yeah. So we have cards like that. We had one. Uh, the crook. Is it the crook? Yeah, from Arvidov Station. Yeah, uh, we, we had, had scavenger uh, grounds. Mhm. 
so one shot graveyard like the Duke of Bug effects I suppose yeah. um, are very much like they're able to be printed sort of whenever um, and it's always reasonable if you have like a graveyard so if you have like undergrowth yeah um, then it's perfectly I think it'd be perfectly fine to have a, a card legal like a niche cyber card that nerfs that yeah for sure this card like, this card just needs to be printed because it's so so expensive <laughs> or what was a common yeah um that's what, like, 7 or $8 now? Like, I'm honestly always shocked by the price of this card. Rel- no, Relic's about, about, they're about $4, so they're not that, that expensive at the moment. Are you, are you currently looking at an actual price? Yeah, Star City. They've got them at $4. They used to be a lot more expensive. Um, Again, yeah. they're like another card that had been, been reprinted a couple of times, like Eternal Masters, Original Modern Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and were they in... Modern, I know they weren't in Modern Masters 20, 2015. It was just the, the shards printing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've, from Eternal Masters draft, I got a sweet miscut one. Oh, nice. It's like missing a lot of the. It doesn't show another card, which means it's not worth any money, <laughs> but it looked cool. So, cool. Um, I'm that. Yeah, you can't bring this card enough, but uh, I guess we also have the problem of the fact that it names Progenitus. Yeah. Which, which you, like, know. you could put it in a core set. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you could introduce some kind of sweet progenitor storyline where he does an emerald and starts, you know, planeswalking and messing stuff up. Yeah, that would be cool, right? Maybe, maybe. I think I'd rather just see it printed in a core set, though. To be honest, I mean, oh, that would make more sense. Or we just return to Alara because I would love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, can you imagine if we could Ravnica into Alara? <sighs> yeah. Imagine the basis, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, so- it's something that could genuinely happen as well. Definitely. I'd be really into that if we go to Alara. Yeah, me too, I think. It's, it's where I'm not at Relic Race from. <laughs> so, obviously, that's the perfect set. Sweet, yeah, true. Cool, yeah, I mean, there's, again, there's not much to be said about Relic. It's, uh, it's a good card that isn't um, remotely broken. Yeah, and totally. It's... wouldn't break anything standard. And mm-hmm. it's always just a nice card that would just, you know, add a little bit of value to a booster pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you, it, like, you just play it on one, and then you can just cash anything in the card. It's yeah. really good. Cool. Cool, so next up is a card that uh, I feel like should have been reprinted in Standard um, several times now. I think this is one of the kind of cards that should be evergreen. Yes, I like, agree. Like Dress, Essence Scatter, Negate, Lightning Strike, etc. Yeah, so the next card we've got is Pithing Needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like... The card kind of more needs a, or at least needed, a reprint for standard, even more so than it kind of does for modern. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it it's fine. Like, it sees an okay amount of like cyborg play in modern. Like, it's always going to be a playable card. Uh, they they're not too expensive. I think it's currently sitting like around around sort of three dollars. Pricey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just think. A lot of the problems that we had in the standard format over the past two years just mm-hmm. would have been avoided if, um, yeah, if we just had Pithing Needle. Like, if Pithing Needle had just been reprinted in Kaladesh, I feel like so many problems just would would have never occurred. Yep. Everything, I mean, it's, it's Planeswalkers mainly, to be honest, like stuff like Gideon Allies on the car, uh, like Sahili. Like the Sahili Felder Guardian thing would have had like more hate against it. Uh, even like cards like the Scarab Guard, uh, and then obviously uh, you would have like Etherworks Marvel would be a big one as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it should just be there as, as like a catch-all. Yeah. I guess there's, there's there are some potential problems with it just being a ubiquitous cyborg card that you just play in every deck regardless. But um, I think that's fine when. Yeah, I think so. I think also, it's fine. We've also had a recent spate of them printing particularly weak or small specific planeswalkers. Yeah. So we're gonna be like the M19 planeswalkers. They're all very very niche. Yeah. Apart from Vivian. Um, and it, it means you can print, print, print like powerful planeswalkers without worrying that much about them breaking standard. Yeah. And it's like Teferi, when there's a pithy needle in the format, it's just not as good. Yeah, it certainly becomes a lot worse. And I think there is there is something to be said like between um, having that instead of Sorcerer's Spyglass. Yeah. Being able to cast it on turn one against the Teferi deck is... Um, a lot bit bigger of a deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. Just bringing it out at your sideboard for, for game two, knowing that your opponent plays Teferi, mm-hmm. can really just sort of get you just that little bit further ahead. Yeah, before they, before they have the... If you play it on the play, like, before they have the counter spell... Yeah. Um, is... It would be a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so not necessarily the sort of uh, big money reprint uh, <laughs> the Fetchlands, Cavern of Souls and Chalice of the Void. Yeah. But, Still a, a fairly decent one, though. That I, uh, I feel like if it, if it had just been reprinted, standard would have looked so different over the past couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I, like I said, I just think it should be evergreen. Yeah, I agree there. I think it could probably be an uncommon. Yeah, yeah, quite probably. And it should just be there. Yeah, that would be nice not, to see. Yeah, it's not particularly broken or anything. So. No. Sweet. Cool, so that's our, I guess, our topics for the week. Um, do you agree that any cards that we've just missed off, like, are any of these cards, like, other than Cabal Therapy, obviously, just too broken for modern? Would any of these cards just wreck standard or make it sort of unfun to play? Almost certainly. <laughs> yeah, quite probably. Uh, get in touch. You can hit us up on our social media. We are on Twitter. We are at HFDCast or Facebook.com slash HFDCast. Or you can get at me on my personal Twitter. I am at Peach Garden Oaf. That's Oaf with an F. Uh, or just on Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You'll find me in pretty much every single Magic group. Uh, also, I will be at GP Liverpool. So please, please come say hi if you see me. It would be awesome to interact with anybody who listens. Yeah, look for the guy with the moustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming in nice. Yeah, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. Um, yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Sunil69. Nice. Thank you. Um, don't toss me on Facebook. <laughs> just, I think in the last few weeks I've just been getting less and less, uh, like, I've been less and less wanting people to talk to me on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's a place where I post memes and don't want to talk to people. That's, um, uh, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, just talk to me about RuneScape for the love of God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in the, like, the entire of Birmingham that plays, <laughs> that plays RuneScape at this point. Um yeah. The reason for that. <laughs> hey, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> um, oh, I have sort of listened to a lot of RuneScape podcasts, and geez, the 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 drop off between the quality of RuneScape podcasts from Magic podcasts is uh, noticeable. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to have to convince me of that. Yeah, if you really want to, if you want to talk about really really bad uh, MMOs, hit me up on Twitter. Awesome. So pretty much all we have time for this week uh, once again we are approaching the second hour the god pharaoh has returned so we'll see you again next week on our devastation 